Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a podcast that is part book club, part TV and film vault and part time capsule. As we take you back to all the childhood pop culture stuff you may or may not have consumed. I'm Matt Bentley-Viney and tonight I'm joined by... Gemma Bentley-Viney. And we're here to watch some old TV shows, talk about them, have a bit of a giggle and see how we're getting on with it. Don't say giggle. Why? Oh, and have a bit of a giggle. Yeah, we are. Oh, that's, I don't know. That's the show. That makes you sound old. Just have a giggle, guys. For people, if this is their first episode, we need to let them know what it's all about. It's about having a bit of fun, oh. remembering some stuff. Am I selling it? No, not to me anyway. Okay. How are you, Gemma? Have you had a good week? I'm very good, thank you. I've had a good week. It's been very busy at work, but it's good. I had a really nice weekend. I went to a Little Mermaid dragathon in Dalston, which was really fun. Me and my friends went there, which was basically the Little Mermaid and then also some drag queens, which obviously, of course, that's what I'm doing on a Friday night in Dalston. What's not to love? Exactly. And then on Saturday, my grandparents came up. They hadn't seen our flat in London, so it was really nice and special to have them up. And they met Meg? And they met Meg. Sorry, I feel like every episode is like the Meg commentary. So I want to say it will stop, but realistically, I don't think it will. So you might need to fast forward any Meg speak. A little mention here and there is all right. How's your week been? Very good. Very busy with work, which is when you're freelance, that's a good thing. I will be a bit stressed when I'm working at like eight, nine o'clock at night or whatever, but it's worth it. It's good. I'm enjoying it. This is the busiest I've seen you in 10 years. <laughs> wow, that is a statement. <laughs> in, in 10 years. In te- I mean, you're still not as busy as me, but you know. Oh. But you know, he is actually busy, guys. And I don't, don't say that often. It was lovely seeing your grandparents up in the big smoke. That yeah. was nice. And she, they got to meet Meg and just see the flat. And that was really lovely, wasn't it? We also just watched the final episode of Drag Race UK. Drag Race UK. I can't do it. Can you do it? RuPaul's Drag Race. Hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that was quite good. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but I think if you can work on that, I'd be happy. It's good enough for the podcast. It'll do. And we also realised we had a moment on there because the main song they always dance to is called To The Moon. And he goes, to, 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 to the moon. And for a really long time, we both thought the lyrics were, do the roo, do, do the roo. Do the Roo. And we're like, that is a very vain song. But it wasn't. I mean, it's still quite vain having your own songs on the show, but I love it. But before we jump into the two classic TV shows we watched this week, we have an email. An email. An electronic mail sent to us to our email account, which is... Remember this question mark at gmail.com. This question mark is in the word. So we have an email from Lucy H., And it reads, Hi, Matt and Gemma. I've only just discovered this podcast this week and I've been catching up with your previous episodes and I absolutely love them. Many of these shows I grew up watching and I love hearing your opinions about each show discussed. I'm not sure if there's a limitation on suggestions, but the kids TV shows I recommend are Spider in the Bath, Kipper and Yo Ho Ahoy. Spider is one of the only programs I know of that's only told through song, which is different to normal narration. Yo Ho Ahoy, much like Pingu, is told visually with no clear dialogue, but the only two words a character say are Yo Ho and Ahoy, but are told in many emotive ways. I'm sure you're both familiar with Kipper the Dog. I would love to hear your thoughts on these three shows. Keep up the good work. Kind regards. Lucy H. Thank you so much for writing in, Lucy. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lucy. Um, It made our day receiving this email. And also, I love Spider in the Bath. 
had that on VHS. I loved it. And I wasn't sure if this was like a widely watched program. So now I feel a lot more confident being like, yeah, we can do that on the podcast. I respect them making a really scary animal, insect, anthropoid, whatever it is. They didn't try and make like, nice. the spider that cute either though. It was like big. And I remember it was hairy as well. But I loved spiders growing up. It wasn't sure I was like got a bit older that I became scared of them. But I loved it. And they used to do little like nursery rhymes. Oh, it was... Well, didn't you have Lovely. a pet, not a pet spider, but you had a plush toy spider? Not a plush toy, it was plastic. It was like a rubber. Oh. <laughs> but I did also have a beanie baby spider. Lucy, I'm afraid to say, you're taking, you're making a big assumption, because I've never heard of Kip of a dog. You have. I haven't. Google a photo of him. Well, I do recognise him. Okay, yeah, I recognise him, but I don't remember the TV show or what he does or anything like that. I remember the books on the TV show. We had the books a lot at school. He's very cute. Do you remember that programme that you used to watch at school and they had a dog and it was these people and it was like something to do with the key? No. And it was like a learning programme, but they're all cartoons. I feel like there was a hot air balloon in it as well. Might have made it up, but there was a dog. I swear there was like a key. No, I don't oh, remember that Oh, that's really all. stressing me out. If anybody has any faint idea of what I'm talking about, let me know. It sounds like you've just merged. No, I haven't. Come it's... outside with something else. No, there's, there's a bunch of children. They look a bit like Jacqueline Wilson illustrations. They've all got like stupid fringes. And there's a dog. And I swear it's something something with the word key in it. And it, they always showed at school. They'd wheel out that big telly. And that's what they'd play. Right in. If you know the answer to Gemma's fever dream, right in. And yo ho ahoy. Never seen that, so we're definitely adding all three to the list. I obviously watched Kipper and Spider in the Bath, but I never watched Joho Ahoy, but I know the imagery and everything like that. Matt, I've got a question for you. If you were a TV show where you could only say two words, what words would they be? Either, let's go, look out, <laughs> or not now. Oh, that I could see not now being like a storybook or a TV show. Could you be like a little otter or something? I don't know. But like, I'll be like an annoyed character. Maybe for not now. I never want to be in these stories. So I'm always like, oh, not now. Well, you're just trying to go about your day. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden. Exactly. And then you just go, not now. And it will never grow repetitive or annoying. Mine would be coffee. <laughs> that's one. Because <laughs> that is a catchphrase of mine. No, but that's not two words. Coffee, please. Oh, no, you could, don't do it like that if you don't really cue like, coffee, please. My, my character's got a bit of oomph. Thank Ooh. you. Was that from all the caffeine? Yeah. <laughs> coffee. Oh, that's, that's how it could be. Oh, wait, no, that's not very good for children. But yeah, You're not allowed caffeine when you're a child. I had cups of tea. I'm trying to think of words that I'd say there that I say a lot other than coffee. Yay. I say yay a lot, especially in text, like WhatsApp. Yeah, you do say yay a lot. If I don't really have much to say, I'll just go, yay. And then smiling cat emoji. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I've got a lot to say in person, but on Messenger, I'd be awful on the circle in that way. So we've discovered what our two words would be. What would your two words be? Write in. But again, thanks, Lucy, for writing in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the recommendations. 100% adding them to the list. Keep an eye out because they will pop up in your podcast player soon. Yeah, definitely Spider in the Bath. We're going to do that probably in the next couple of episodes. We're going to do that in the next couple of episodes. (laughs) So, Gemma, would you like to introduce the first TV show we watched this week? Jungle Run! Oh, can you just say it normally? Jungle Run. There we go. Jungle Run is a British children's television series which aired on CITV as part of the ITV network from 10th of September 1999 to the 29th of November 2006. It was a game show similar to Fort Boyard, 
never heard of that, and the Crystal Maze. The show has had three presenters referred to as the Jungle Guide. Dominic Wood from 1999 to 2000, Chris Jarvis from 2001 to 2002, and Michael Underwood from 2003 to 2006. A team of children complete five challenges in the jungle, four for the celebrity guests. Originally, bananas win them time in the final challenge. In the later series, these are replaced with silver monkey statues, which give them 10 seconds of time inside the temple of the jungle king. In each episode, there is a golden banana worth 50 bananas or a ruby monkey worth 20 seconds. Jungle Run was recorded in a disused airbase, RAF Newton, near Nottingham. It ran for eight series and had 99 episodes. Michael Underwood, absolute hero. No, Dominic Wood is Dick and Dom. Oh my God, yeah, he did. I was a huge fan of Jungle Run growing up. It was one of my faves. Getting in from school would be on about 3.40. Just a really great show, which unfortunately that illusion has been shattered because watching it now, I couldn't get past that it is literally the crystal maze for kids, but not as good. And I feel bad saying that. I don't like saying that, but it's the absolute truth. It is a bit of a ripoff. A bit. But jungle based. To be fair, actually, we don't ever say that about dramas. You're like, oh, it's a police drama. EastEnders is just like Coronation Street. What a ripoff. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's harsh. It's a genre. I just didn't feel like there was enough different about it. Like it just felt very... children. It's in a jungle. You've got a jungle guide. You've got monkeys. Yeah, but I just, I didn't like it. They had to run from each like section to section. And that's literally the crystal maze. The song is better in the crystal maze. Dun, 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 dun. That's quite good. How do you know that? Just like, oh, fire, cuff. <laughs> yeah. I watched a lot of Crystal Maze. I used, to, I used to even watch it on Challenge. It's amazing. It's brilliant. That's one thing we used to do, actually, when we were first dating. I don't know why this why happened. Why do we watch Challenge all the time? We used to put on Challenge all the time and watch all the old, like, game shows. Why? I don't know. What do we watch on there? Takeshi's Castle. Catchphrase. Oh, my God. We yeah, watched Catchphrase all the time. Oh, and we used to be really cute where we'd get a notepad out and we'd play against each other. <laughs> We didn't have a, like, you know, we didn't have jobs. <laughs> Matt couldn't drive. We made our fun. own entertainment. Then we'd walk down and get a sandwich. Ah, oh, from the Merchant of Venice, yeah. which is no longer there. Sad, isn't it? But Jungle Run, Michael Under- Underwood does a good job, I think. He's very serious, though. There's no playfulness here. He's like, this is the jungle. If you don't get out, you're dead. I like that, though, because I think it um, showed a really different side to kind of kids TV presenting, where he wasn't like... <laughs> Guys? Yeah, he wasn't all like, woo, woo. Like, he was just like, right, guys, now we need to go do this. You go over there. Played it very straight. <laughs> but it is very, like, um, intense, though, when he's like, come on, you have to get out in two minutes or you're going to be stuck in there forever. Do you think the kids know it's not real or do you think the kids think it's all real? The kids all know it's not real, but because kids are, they are so competitive. They're loving it as well. You can tell how much they're enjoying it because they're not giving Michael any chat. You know, like in the Crystal Maze, they've always got a story and it's like, oh, talking about this, talking about that. Whereas in this, the kids are just like, right, when we doing it? Yeah, they were called the Sharks in our episode. <laughs> yeah. It was the Sharks. I also really like that. The kids did have absolute zero chat. I do find that really refreshing. I don't know if maybe it would be a bit more different now, obviously, because well, kids now have social it. media and everything. But it was such a nice change from other kind of, even when you'd watch The Chase, it'd be like, oh, in my part time, I'm a singer. And they just start singing out of nowhere these kids they were there for one reason and it was to play jungle run and they played jungle run and they weren't there to chat they weren't there to like oh i want to meet michael underwood they were there to play the game some people just go oh i really want to meet michael underwood no but like some people (laughs) might be like oh i just want to i just really love bradley walsh i'd love to meet michael underwood if i saw him in a bar i would say hi to him i want to say i love jungle run 
Good yeah, job. Definitely. We'll get him on this podcast. Let's give it a go. We could message him. What's, what's the worst that could happen? He'd say no. That, that'd be fine. Did you watch Jungle Run, Gemma, growing up? Was this part of your repertoire of children's TV? I did watch it growing up. I remember thinking it was a bit frightening. I remember thinking the monkeys were quite scary. They are not scary. They are. I still think even. They're not. They remind me of um, like kind of Wizard of Oz style. They just look like two adults in a monkey suit. No, they don't. They don't they look do. like Bolo. <laughs> They don't look like Bolo and the Mighty Boosh. There's a bit more to them. And I think they're a bit frightening. Agree to disagree. On Monkeys that one. can be quite scary and vicious. Can they? Yeah, I think so. If you went near then like children or something, they'd what? hurt you. What are you talking about? They would. Monkeys, just monkeys can be scary. Where have you met a monkey? I haven't because they're vicious. So I'm like, you know, I'm staying away. I preferred this to Raven. A lot of people loved Raven. I preferred Raven, I think. In Raven, though, even the goat, even though the, the guy... Goat, the goat. <laughs> even though, even though the, the goat was very hot. Was, uh, you know, he was very cool and attractive and looked a bit kind of like Game of Thrones style. They would fade you out. So it'd kind of be like total wipeout. And if the child but fell or dead. something... They would just like, it would literally like fade. So you disappear from the screen as if you've died. And like, how do we know they're not dying? How do we know that wasn't them killed off? How do we know they live to tell the tale? Like, we don't know. Because a part of these shows is you watch it because you want to go on it. You watch 50-50 thinking, I want to be doing 50-50. You watch Stitched Up thinking, I want to be Stitched Up. Get your own back. Yeah, exactly. So I would watch Raven and think, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go on Die on Telly because I'm not going to win it. I'm realistic. Oh, don't put yourself down. You I'm might bag win of it. chips. I know, I know my place. So I'd probably die. And I don't want to I don't want to die until I think that's really frightening actually. And I remember but I didn't realise because even in Jungle Run, it was like, You'll be locked there forever. You can't say that. And then one of them did, and it's like, Well, now what? And if they don't choose to save him like they're doing Crystal Maze, is that it? We just leave and we just think there's this like nine year old Adam stuck in this like abandoned jungle, jungle forever? That's quite a lot. Can you do a Raven impression? You know it's catchphrase. Gemma, now you have lost a life. Was that it? It sounds like you're just doing your um, line of duty impression. Now you listen to me. My officers operate of the letter of the law. The letter. I think Jungle Run seems a lot more fun compared to the likes of Raven. Is it worth talking about the, the challenges in this? Yeah, let's give a brief overview. I feel like with these TV shows, you know what to expect. There's one like mental challenge. There's as, When I say mental, as in like a thinker. There's always a puzzle. There's always a bit where it's like hooking something. Yeah, there's always like a physical one where you got to like crawl through holes and stuff like that. One of them, let's go through them because I think one of the challenges where the boy got stuck was incredible and looked well frightening. Okay, so let's start from, from the top. The sharks come out. What would our name be? We're going on Jungle Run. What would it be called? I mean, sharks aren't even in the jungle. It's a stupid name. I'm trying to think of something like jungle related or like it's a bit vicious. Like, yeah, we're going to take well, it sharks on. Sharks isn't jungle related. Well, exactly. Can't we be like the panthers? I would like to be coyotes. More like Coyote Ugly. Did you ever watch Coyote Ugly? Yeah, I have seen it. It's a great film. There's that big song in it, Leanne Rhymes. Can I again? Can Fight the Moonlight. That's it. This is such a big song, wasn't it? Wait for it to kick in. Please don't sue us, Leanne. I mean, what a segue. So there, the sharks come out. They're introduced to a very kind of no-nonsense 
jungle guide <laughs> i like how it doesn't even have like a fun name it's not like oh jungle john it is like no it's a jungle guide that, that's who he is <laughs> and so he will guide serious. you that it, is he's exactly so serious. like hello welcome how are you i don't even know if he says how are you actually welcome to the jungle it is quite unusual to watch that presenting style i'm re <laughs> i think it's very fresh they're treating them with respect a bit i wonder if anyone's ever cried on jungle run oh I oh bet. that'd have been me but there were some meltdowns especially if they don't get the prize i wonder if they cry also we will talk about the prizes because honestly they need to be discussed they then go into their first challenge michael underwood helps them out a lot but i like that he kind of does it in more of a instructor teacher sort of well, way no he does it in the way when you go to an escape room and you've got someone like watching over you does it yeah. like that and he'll intervene when he's like oh god they're not gonna get anything here why haven't they reopened because i love by the way that it's recorded in an raf disused raf center what do you call it again center <laughs> center for the raf <laughs> No, it's uh, like a airfield, isn't it? Because I will say it's incredible to look at. You feel properly immersed in it. It just looks realistic. It looks really cool. It looks like something you'd want to go pay and do. Looks expensive. Why has there not been a jungle run escape room? I mean, is it a bit niche? No, I don't think it is because you could be like safari explorers or something and then you've got to find like an Indiana Jones-esque type thing. Why? Or Jumanji. Oh, oh why Jumanji is would be not... an amazing escape room. I'd love that. We need to sort that out. Or Goosebumps. That would be good. They have the dummy. How <gasps> good would that be? Oh, I would pay good money for that. By good money, I mean £30 maximum. So yeah, I thought the set looked incredible. So the first one, it is like there's an abandoned plane. They make it really scary. There's like petrol cans and there's a fire around it. So they obviously had to get the petrol away because obviously fire and petrol, you know, explosions. It's a safety hazard, isn't it? I wonder how many forms they had to sign, like the parents and the kids and stuff. I mean, no one's going to die. Imagine they have these like fishing rods or something, and they've got to like hook away these petrol cans away from the fire. Then they manage to do like three out of the five, but then they don't get to do the last two. And then there's an explosion, like they actually do one, which is quite impressive, I think. Then in each of like the petrol cans, there's a monkey, bit weird, but there you go. And each monkey equals extra time in the final like jungle king layer, yes. And it's like Crystal Maze when in the last bit, that's when you get the prizes. And then they run, they do that kind of crystal maze run from one to another room. It's like, let's go. And it's like they play music and they like run into the next zone. I mean, we'll get to the final bit in a minute. But to be fair, it's, quite, it's different. They put a spin on it, which I quite liked. One, they go underwater. So there's like the monkeys and they're like, but making the water boiling hot but obviously like not really and the children have to go diving which i think that's quite like okay by the way guys yeah, you've audibly gasped kids you're, like, <gasps> you're going to put on your diving gear and you're diving into this water and you're looking for monkeys like little ruby monkeys whatever that equal more time while these other monkeys like throw things at you and then they have to fake that oh my god the water's got boiling hot get out get out get out frightening it wasn't scuba diving though they just like it was like snorkeling wasn't it I know, but still... I feel sorry for the producer on set who would have been absolutely beside themselves watching these kids holding their breath underwater knowing that they will do anything to win the prizes. I think it must be quite interesting because I wonder if it was... Because obviously you can't make children do that for ages. So I wonder if actually the recording time would have been quite short. And then this next one, I was literally like, oh my God. I think we've missed one that was obviously a bit boring. But they do one and one person goes down there and it was honestly like an I'm a celebrity, get me out of here bush took a trial where they send this little kid right down underground oh, it's like a maze it's like an underground maze but you have to crawl so he's on his like it's quite claustrophobic it's like an army it? crawl almost 
so he's having to crawl along and then there's like blocks like stopping him getting through and then he has to say so there's a symbol on it so it'll be like oh waves there's a symbol of a waves on there so then one of the other people in his teammate have to go and stand on a block above ground that looks like waves and it moves out the way so he can get through and he does that and they have to crawl all the way down he's looking for these like monkey symbols it's got like fake cobwebs everywhere and it looks really difficult he struggled he got stuck in there and they did that thing where it's like oh you can either give up one monkey and get him out or we leave him there forever so then we reached the final the final i thought massive anti-climax for me oh i liked it i thought it was really good one of them is so they have to do like little mini games i think i'd have been better no it's not mini oh, games wait, no, we missed one i miss i remember the other challenge now it was like a tutankhamun thing and it was actually really scary as well where there was like this coffin uh, sarcophagus is that what you call it sarcophagus yeah. are you sure I paid attention in year six when we studied ancient Egypt. There's like a mummy in there and the mummy is like all like zombified and it moves. It's like you can't, you have to get these monkeys, but not obviously wake up the mummy because it'll like, it's got a curse and it'll keep you down here forever. And there's like these randomly, there's these lasers, they have these goggles on. Oh my God, yeah, the lasers. And these like lasers come out, but then one person could take the goggles off and can see where the lasers are. So then they have to move back and tell the other teammates where to go to get the mum, like the monkeys because the lasers are pointing towards them mm. it's all a bit odd like the lasers mixed in with the kind of ancient egypt it, it doesn't work but <laughs> i enjoyed those elements i really enjoyed the whole like kind of the mummy vibes they had going on i again thought it looked really frightening and exciting and even as an adult i could be like oh that does look really good but the actual like the finale i really enjoyed because in the crystal maze it's just like you get as much time as you like in the, the maze in the ball sort of thing when all as the money's flying around want. oh sorry yeah that's what i mean and you get all the dollars and pounds that are flying about Whereas in this, it's like an extra special level almost. And you have like the time that they've built up to collect all the different monkeys. And they've got like a ruby one and a gold one and a bronze one. And then like the, the special one at the very end. And I thought that was really cool. No, because I think I'd rather had one massive challenge where it's like, I wanted them to meet the Jungle King. There's like a giant, you know, like oh, Donkey no, you, Kong. You, yeah, no, no, you want King, King Kong. Kong. I knew Basically. you were going there. How did I know you were going there? I knew straight away that you were going to talk about King Kong. I really like King How Kong. How can a kid's show with that budget pull off King Kong? I don't know. But they could have had like a King Kong. You could have just maybe heard him coming like kind of FIFO, five bum, I but, smell by like... By the way, if you listen to the last 20 seconds, there's quite a lot of innuendo bingo going on, but continue. Is that... Yeah. No, so I thought they'd just be like this giant, you can, you don't have to see him, it could kind of be like the polar bear in Lost, where it's like you just hear it. And it's like, oh, it's coming, and like this, you could like hear the noises and stuff, or like could all shake because this like massive monkey's coming. I would have liked to have seen a giant monkey. Meant to be, you know, the Jungle King. Where is he? We've seen his helpers. Where's the Jungle King? How are we doing this, Joan? I don't know. How do they do all the rest of it? They had like a fire, had underwater things. They had a waterfall. Practical things. You're talking about creating like a giant monkey. No, but they could just create the effect that. that, that they could hint that there's a giant monkey there. Yeah, but, just... no, but if you hinted it, you'd want to see it, wouldn't you? You'd be annoyed if it was like, oh, well, you would be saying on this podcast, oh, well, why didn't they just show the monkey? It's all well and good here. It's better it? than a puzzle. Oh, we're going to do a puzzle, guys. And I'm like, they've done underwater. There's been explosions. There's been a, like a zombie oh, mummy. And now it's like, we're going to do a puzzle, guys. What was the other task they had to do? It was also just as underwhelming. Oh, it was like, you know, you'd almost get them in a Christmas cracker where you've got to move the ball round. Oh, yeah, on the on like a board until it like goes in the like the hole and i just sort of think we've built up all of that for them to go into a cave 
and do a puzzle. And that's a Jungle King's like, no, I'm not buying it. Maybe it's because not many kids kind of do that well in the final challenge. They're like, we're not going to spend money on it then. And they just spend all the money on the challenges that they forced to do because they know they're going to do it. Well, they did spend quite a bit of money on the prizes. The prizes, the prizes. were really good. So the sharks did really well. They got three monkeys. Yeah, they they didn't three get, out of four. They didn't get the, the main gold monkey i'm assuming or ruby monkey maybe platinum monkey yeah i don't think they got the gold monkey but the prizes so you had some walkie talkies a mp3 player because they all had the headsets on didn't they with the walkie talkies yeah it was really cute so they do all the the prizes and then right the last cut before you finish the show is it shows them all like wearing them all as you know like here they are so they had the walkie talkie headsets the mp3 player a game boy with pokemon games yeah literally pokemon red and it wasn't like a game boy it was like the one up from game boy how could a that like we've just watched like rupaul's drag race for instance and the prizes for that is for each challenge they won they won like a rupita badge with a final prize was they go to la to make a tv uh, show, show with the production team from drag race so would you prefer to have a walkie-talkie this is because it's citv and it has adverts oh yeah so if this show was on cbbc you win a monkey toy and that's it so they do also win a monkey toy but in this one it'd be like yeah you've won a monkey toy a badge yeah would it be like you win a statue of a monkey you'd win like a medal and a monkey toy and a kind of camouflage t-shirt that is what they would do but then because it's citv and they've got money the prizes were honestly we couldn't believe it and they genuinely all the kids were well, reacting how we reacted where it's it like christmas wow and again because it's like you know the kids have no chat which <laughs> <laughs> not to me i'm not we're not saying that in a mean way we're saying that in a absolutely respect that from them and because they're children they have that really unself-awareness that really honesty oh, genuine isn't it their reaction was so cute it was you could see that it wasn't like you know when you all oh, act happy or surprised kids you could see it was genuine like oh <gasps> fucky talkies oh if their mums and dads were on set they would have done that thing when they look at them like oh my god do you know Aww. what i mean like a big smile bless them i wish i knew someone that went on telly do you know anyone that went on the tv i knew someone who was in an argos advert no i mean like they went on tv like oh no, I, don't. I appeared on live and kicking did any of you go on the telly <laughs> let us know <laughs> he went on the telly he went on the telly but no oh my god imagine if like somebody is listening they're like you know what I'm one of the sharks. I'm Adam the shark. That'd be amazing. But Gemma, watching it now compared to back then, how do you think it's changed? And what would you say is different about it? Better than I remembered. Oh, interesting. Because I would say the opposite. It was the monkeys were still pretty scary. It was scarier than I remembered in the sense that I don't remember them being like, you're going to be locked in here forever. Here's a zombie mummy. Um, It wasn't a zombie. It was a mummy. Let's not like embellish it. No, but they made it look all like mummified yeah, and they made a it mummy, look... not a zombie mummy. <laughs> <laughs> but they made like a scary Next mummy. Like, it was a Nazi zombie mummy. No, but they made it look very kind of scary mummy, like the film The Mummy. So yeah, it was scarier than I remember like going underwater. I wouldn't have gone on that if I was little. I'd have thought, oh, that's a bit much. And I really like how the kids weren't annoying at all. They were there not to get their two minutes of fame or to be on the TV. They were there to play the game. I liked that the presenting style was a lot more different and a lot more serious and in keeping with the show. And considering there was so much faff and so many elements to it, I liked that they just made the presenter jungle guide and gave them no other jobs to do. Right, so here's what I do for the final plot twist. Jungle guide is actually Jungle King. 
Oh, and he's been like tricking them the whole and time yeah, and no, testing them. I've been tricking them. you. But, but what's that got to do with the monkeys, though? Oh, oh, okay. So you never actually know, but it's like a king monkey. I guess then you do it at the end it's just every the time. Jungle King, and yeah, I quite like you that. You only do that once, though, couldn't you? Maybe well, for yeah. the finale. Yeah, you couldn't do, do a twist bit... every episode. I think Jungle Run. I really enjoyed it, but I would say I enjoyed it more as a kid. It always seems to be the way on here. If you really enjoy something, you don't enjoy it as much when you get older because of those rose-tinted glasses. But Mike Underwood was cool yeah i agree it was funny how serious he was about everything loved how the kids were just one track minded we're here to win prizes and get out zero chat we're here to play the game so i did enjoy that and yeah i guess the the worlds and stuff were cool i just wish it wasn't as similar to crystal maze i think that'd be my one note inspired by matt would you like to introduce our next episode jim Rosie! <laughs> Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, chugging along on the old rag doll. Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, and on he steers the boat. Rosie and Jim, sometimes written as Rosie and Jim, oh, because in the first bit it's spelled and, and in the second one it's like an ampersand, is a British children's television programme produced by Ragdoll Productions and aired on ITV from the 3rd of September 1990 to the 10th of March 2000, and on PBS from 5th of September 1992 to the 31st of March 2001. The programme continued to be repeated periodically on CITV until August 2004. In January 2013, CITV re ran the episode Locks as part of the channel's 30th anniversary. Rosie and Jim are two ragdolls who live aboard a narrow boat called the Ragdoll, which is from Birmingham. There, they sit with a concertina on their lap and come alive when no one is looking to explore the world that they pass by on their canal. They learn to experience things by following the ragdoll's owner on his or her adventures and secretly joining in with them. Usually they end up causing trouble, but they are never detached because no one ever sees them. You just got bored halfway through and started saying that all really weirdly, didn't you? No. An author who writes stories about Rosie and Jim based upon his everyday outings, John Cunliffe, was the only presenter to break the fourth wall, delivering pieces to camera and narration throughout every episode, which ended with a self-penned short, cut-out animated story done by Alan Rogers and Peter Lang. The show ran for eight series and 175 episodes. Gemma. What did you think of Rosie and Jim? Did you watch it growing up? What are your memories of it? Let's talk Rosie and Jim. I loved Rosie and Jim. I think it is one of the most memorable TV shows from my childhood. I think from most people's childhood. I feel like they had so many really iconic symbols. Obviously, the ragdolls themselves, the little duck that's on top of it, and also the narrow boat itself. I'd love to live on a narrow boat, by the way, because... You're wondering if I would or not. I would be delighted to live on an arrowboat or go on a narrowboat holiday. Yeah, don't mind an arrowboat. Yeah, I always loved it growing up. It's very different to how I remembered it. Rewatching it, I was like, is this, do they always do this? Well, I think a really big part of why people remember it is because of the theme tune, which again is just an absolute banger. It's, it's stuck in my head. I only know though, just Rosie and Jim. Yeah, but they've got you with the Rosie and Jim. Obviously made, produced by the same production company who did... Tots TV. Tots TV. And Brum. So, and Brum. It's very similar to Tots TV. It's a secret. Sag magic. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to um, the episode where we talk about Brum and Tots TV, please do. I think it's one of our 
better episodes. I loved it. I think I really liked Slightly Creepy Dolls. Still kind of do. I think if I was single... Data doll? Is that where this is going? No, I just have my dolls out. Oh, right. Okay. I, I had no idea where that was going. If it's a really I was nice single. artist, I think it's called like Emma Mount or something. And she does like all of these paintings of like dolls. I just have loads of those. If I'm honest. I don't think I'd have dolls, but I'd have like things of dolls. I think you could be turned into a quite a cool doll. You've got very big eyes. And I always think dolls have big eyes, don't what they? What a strange thing to say to somebody. That no, is, that you, is a really... say it's a compliment. What is... I think you could be turned into a doll. That is sinister. Stuff. No, it's not. If I, ever, nice. if I get murdered, guys. The evidence is here. I think just, you know, Jesus, that's... I might do a psycho. Don't. That's not funny. Can we stop joking about it now? Especially I work at home all no, day don't, now. No, don't. No, don't. I sit there on my notepad and I just write down, ooh, work this and no play. This episode has just taken so many twists Makes and turns. Makes boy. I'm feeling anxious. Right. So anyway, I like creepy dolls. Rosie and Jim, they are creepy. I remember thinking that when I was younger, but still enjoying it and thinking, these these rag dolls, a bit creepy. They're classic, aren't they, the way they look? Did Rosie you with her red hair. ever hear that horror story that people oh. tell you about a rag doll and it would like be crawling up the stairs? No. That's all I remember. But I remember my cousin telling me this really frightening like ghost story about a rag Actually, doll. Actually, no, I have heard that. Is that when it's like knocking at the door? Yes. And you don't oh, hear it and you no, don't know what's don't. there? And then, no, don't. I don't want to think I mean, about it Then it's going up the stairs yeah. and, and you hear another knock. Yeah, oh my God, I do know that. Uh, That's so funny, isn't it? That's yeah. obviously a Ferndown story. Might not be a Ferndown story, but if you're not from Ferndown and that's ring a bell realistically it's a Ferndown story I, I don't think it is I think what specific thing well, you think someone in Ferndown made up and just shared it with everybody yes no surely not we're not that creative are we so yeah Rosie and Jim I absolutely loved it and we watched an episode I chose the episode that was one that I really clearly like remember avid listeners of remember this will remember Gemma talking about this episode it's where you learn about glass how glass is made and it is fascinating guys i remember my little mind was absolutely blown away and that's why i remember it this is like you know it's like oh do you remember where you are when princess diana died this was the moment i learned how glass is made so i can't believe you just poor poor (laughs) die But this is, I I mean, I don't understand why it was such like a revolutionary thing for me to learn. I remember it so clearly. I don't remember learning like the times table, but I remember learning about, wow, like glass Glass. is made from sand. (laughs) Yeah, that is, I didn't know that until I watched this. See, there you go. If you'd watch this as a child, you'd also remember this episode then because it is like, oh my God, like how can that go from that to like a crystal glass? Like how? It's, It's amazing. It's really impressive. So the way the show works is you've got Rosie and gym going about on their little adventures well it, so there's fr- like different hosts and this was the first host who was the author wait is there actually different hosts yeah no forwards, yeah there's two others i think i only ever watched the man i only watched the author and you got him like <laughs> and he's not the most charismatic and oh, like no he's not he's is like he? why i think john lennon would be like if he was alive now yeah, I do see that. He's a bit jazzy. But there's something very um, soothing about him. I found him very relaxing. Lovely. I, I'm not, I was going to say, I don't really, I'm not a fan of the Liverpool accent. Is that a bit mean? I'm not normally a huge fan of um, a Liverpudlian accent. Yeah, but that's probably because you've heard it always be like, all right, love. You're just doing, How a, you doing, you're just doing the Vivian impression now. Everything's going back to Drag Race tonight. I'm sorry. His was very, very relaxing and really lovely. So it starts off with, and he's like, hi, I'm John, and I live on a canal boat, and I travel around with Rosie and Jim. They're my rag dolls, you see. 
I like to imagine that they can sometimes be alive and also explore with me. And I like to write stories about it for you. Lovely, that was it. And also it's a bit like what a, a madman probably thinks, like he thinks there's a TV show being made. And he's like, hello, that is quite sinister. I quite like it though, that this is the first time I've seen a show where it actually it's a little bit meta, where it's like, oh, I like to write stories pretending that these ragdolls come to life. And then obviously you actually see them come to life. So it's actually not lying to its audience. Yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek because they'll always be going like, oh, I wonder what Rosie and Jim will be doing here. Actually, I wasn't Liverpudlian. Oh, I wonder what Rosie and Jim will be doing here. No, that's not how John speaks. I'm the Vivian. That's not how John like speaks. <laughs> You're getting quite good at it, though. That's not how the John's... The John. He's just called the John now. It's like the Vivian and the John. I sound like the Vivian, the John, and the guy from The Circle. I quite like how it was... So it wasn't lying to the audience. It's not like, oh, dolls come to life, by the way. It's a bit like, let's pretend the doll's coming to life. Yeah, it was quite fun. I did like that concept. Very dry, though. The way it was all delivered. It was very, like... There wasn't big music playing or anything like that it was just him like doing a monologue in silence and then he starts writing out the story with not the best handwriting but (laughs) (laughs) i love that for it i just that makes me love john more but then he does a really cute thing so he draws like the river and then he already has like a little cut out rosie and jim canal boat thing and he puts it on there and that's so he remembers where he is or where he's like parked and then i don't know what this guy does in his life that well we do know he's a writer yeah he's an author he's like today i'm gonna go learn how glass is made (laughs) And it's like no context. It's like, so today, all of a sudden, he's outside a factory. I kind of wish he had a partner on that boat with him. Because I always thought of him being quite lonely. No, he's got Rosie and Jim and he's got his duck and he's got the... Oh, the duck's wife. so annoying. The duck's fine. The duck's fine. Why is the duck annoying? Quacks. That's what what ducks do. No, but why is there a duck duck up there? What's the duck doing? It's a little wooden duck. I had wooden ducks growing up. Did you? Yeah. Did you not have a wooden duck? I can't remember. My grandma collected ducks. (laughs) Wait, maybe I've made that up. No. I mean, that'd be quite a funny thing to make up. In our bathroom, there was loads of ducks. Brilliant. I'll be checking next time. And I used to collect elephants. Okay. Did you know that about me? Well, we all do now. It's actually quite sweet. <laughs> used to collect elephants. Used to go to charity shops. Bet you liked Elmo. I liked Ellie the elephant. Ellie the elephant packed her trunks and said goodbye to the circus. And off she went with the trumpety drum. Drum, drum, drum. So glass. Tell us all about glass, Gemma. So. What do they do at the glass place? So they, he leaves... John leaves and he's all of a sudden outside a massive factory and it looked like a proper factory like it looked like it had all the smoke and it looked like a big having worked in a factory for a year it looked I know more factory looks like, like than your factory and I would give it a 10 out of 10 for factory likeness if you were going to draw a cartoon of a factory it honestly looked like that so it's where yeah. the glass is made I like how there is just like no backstory it's no like oh I'm drinking out of a glass I wonder how this is made let's go find out I would have quite liked it if um, he had broken a glass and be like oh I, I need to go get it fixed glass. yeah exactly oh I you know what that. this was made by so and so oh they don't even make it anymore I'm gonna go straight to where they made it and I'll make my own one there should have been some sort of context rather than this random man on his day off <laughs> and he shakes a hand it's all, it all of a sudden goes the vibe is so strange during this bit all of a sudden goes almost like bargain hunt style where it's like him like shaking someone's hand nice to meet you i'm john oh yes I'm oh yeah no like we're showing I'm him around Linda. and then they go on this tour and it's just so strange it's so like th- the type of video you would be shown at school 
when like, you're, you're trying to learn about something want, and it, i just and also it's a private tour like there's no <laughs> no one else is there he's 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 on his own so he's going back obviously like rose and jim have also snuck out i think the reason it's so weird is because there's small talk in it normally tv shows they cut out all of that it's like a script whereas it is like oh hello john how are you yeah not bad folks oh lovely factory got here then and it's like what are we watching it is so odd is it like what is happening <laughs> And I like how, you know, we've kind of learned that a lot of kids' TV shows have messages in Berners Watch. It's all about how do you sponsor, you know, get a sponsorship and kind of raise money for charity. In Pippin slash Come Outside, it was very much like buses. In Dots TV, it was all about the sea or waves, sand. sand we watched sand. So we watched one all about sand. Well, this is all about sand as well. But this one, I felt like Tops TV spoke and come outside, spoke a bit too much down to us. Whereas Rosie and Jim, I mean, as a toddler, because Rosie and Jim is aimed at toddlers, they're not going to be following all of this. <laughs> no, but they did. you did. You remembered it all these years later. Sand and fire equals glass. So yeah, he goes there and it goes on for quite a while. But then all of a sudden, another segue. Oh, he goes, he finds a nice... Like, he's like, oh, these marbles look nice. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get some marbles. So he gets these marbles. And then all of a sudden, Rose and Jim pop up. But you know why he's getting marbles. So he can do the joke, which gets done. And this isn't... I had massive deja vu at this bit coming up. Like, really, like, almost like goosebumps, like, deja vu. So all of a sudden, Rose and Jim pop up out of nowhere in the sand. Because puppets and sand... Just go hand in hand together, guys. We've, this is the second time we've seen puppets and sand. So they're in the sand. They're like, oh, yeah, because obviously sand makes glass. And they make sand castles. They don't just make a sand castle, though, because they live on a boat. They make a boat one. And there's songs again. If you remember in um, Tots TV, there was these funny little songs. They, there's some more here. I don't remember songs at all in Rosie and Jim. Well, enjoy this musical interlude from... Rosie and Jim. This is a bit that I remember so clearly. So then they find these marbles on the floor which had fallen out of John's pocket and they put them in there as the windows. So, oh, we want to be able to look out at the sea. So put these marbles in there. And I remember thinking that was incredible as a child. I'm thinking, wow, I'll never be that clever. I'll never make anything out of sand that good. (laughs) That is just so innovative that they've put those marbles in there. So it's the windows. I was honestly, how did it stay up in there as well? Because marbles are quite heavy. I was honestly like, wow, that is goals. So John walks out and then he makes a joke. Oh, I've lost my marbles, which he clearly has. We knew that at the start, John. (laughs) He goes back to the boat and then all of a sudden another aspect I do not remember. So then he actually starts a story. So he's like, let's write about what would have happened then if Rosie and Jim were here with me today. And then he does this, it goes into a cartoon. Yeah, I did remember this. It goes, so he actually, so he does a little story and then you do a little cartoon. So he does a drawing. I mean, I'm literally just repeating myself. It's a cartoon, guys. <laughs> so the drawing becomes a cartoon. And Wait, what? What ca- happens to the drawing? <laughs> it becomes a cartoon, Matt. <laughs> And um, don't say it again. So then the drawing becomes a cartoon. <laughs> so the drawing, which is now a cartoon of Rosie and Jim, is like going about, and then the duck quacks, and then it ends. And that is Rosie and Jim, everybody. This is a proper nostalgia one, isn't it? Because it's not that memorable when you're watching it. It's lovely. It's nice. It's in the same ilk of like Come Outside, Tots TV, just those lovely ones, you know, where it's like good natured, you're learning things. It's nice. It's easy to watch. I think watch. it's similar to Tots TV where you remember the dolls and you remember the setting, like you remember the cottage and you'll remember the boat. I love John. I didn't really remember John. I don't remember songs. That was interesting to learn. I don't remember the animated bit either. And but I think I, that was only I the first remember couple of series. The drawing becoming a cartoon i loved raising jim i loved re-watching it 10 out of 10 10 well, i mean probably not a 10 that's out of 10. The fact you're probably... 
I'm just getting over excited. It's the first time you've given a 10. I... Also, I love that it was set in Birmingham. Yes, I like that it was regional too. Oh, it's like Brum. Well, yeah, and like um, Sac Magique. Tots TV wasn't filmed in Birmingham, wasn't it? it was no, filmed but Tots in TV was, was filmed in like, you know. Stratford upon Avon. Well, yeah. why are we saying like, like Sac Magique? No, like a regional. And it wasn't. No, regional, like a regional place, not London, basically. And obviously, there was two, they obviously had a base in Birmingham. I have fond me- Oh, brilliant. If you can hear squeaking in the background, that's Meg. It, it shouldn't be too loud. But I used to really have fond memories of, <laughs> of Rosie and Jim. And to be honest, that hasn't diminished. I still Sweet really like... Sweet they're here. I still really like Rosie and Jim. It was lovely to watch. It was very sweet and very good natured. So I appreciate it for that. And also, I like any show which has a curiosity for the niche things in the world because, you know, you would have never known about how glass was made. Neither would I. We've all learned something today, We have. Guys. No, but that's what I really appreciate, those type of shows, but it's really random. It's like, come outside. You know, I know that was a bit like buses, but I really... I know how a bus works. No, but I really like a TV show that examines the smaller things in life and it's not all about bloody money and prizes and all of this. Yeah, that's the thing with Jungle Run. You don't learn anything, do you? You don't get anything from it in that respect. No. Adrenaline. Whereas, yeah, I, I do love a show that teaches, educates as well as entertains. So, yeah, I think I would give it a solid, like, seven or eight. And Jungle Run, I would give a six. I would agree. Six out of ten for Jungle Run. Seven out of ten for Rosie and Jim. Ten out of ten for the theme tune. It's lovely. It is lovely. One out of ten for The Duck. Why have you got against the dark? Like don't like ducks. It's a duck don't even. You don't like ducks. I, I love like ducks. ducks. You know I love no, ducks I in lo- real life. I, mm, why why did you just say that? Life. That just slipped off the tongue very no, easily. No, I, oh, just, I, I don't ducks. like ducks in TV shows when they're quacking and they're annoying. What's wrong with you? You it's... always like you. You quack yourself. You look at a duck and you're like quack 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 quack. quack. <laughs> You've done Instagram videos of you quacking at ducks. I do like ducks in the park, not on TV though. And that brings us to the close of episode 14 of Remember This. We hope you've had an enjoyable stay. We certainly have had an enjoyable time recording it. I want to go on a canal boat or a narrow boat. Let's go find one. Maybe. We'll go around the rivers of Birmingham. I've got an idea. If we ever do a live show of we'll do it on a boat. This, we will do it on a canal boat. And we'll have John. And I'll do all we'll my find, accents. We'll find a Liverpudlian called John. Is your name John? Are you from Liverpool? And if you like this podcast, show us. We'd really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast, comment on it. Yeah, write a review. The reviews are cute. And just tell your friends. Tell people who you think need a little bit of remember this in their ear holes. We would really, really appreciate it. And thank you again for the emails. Keep them coming in. We love reading them and answering them. Gemma, you're looking at me as if you have something to say. And then episode you'll hear after this will be our first one with a guest on it, which will be very (gasps) exciting. And then we'll be starting our Christmas content. I've been Matt Bentley-Viney. I've been Gemma Bentley-Viney. And I've been Meg Bentley-Viney. Don't do it. Can you not? It upsets me. (laughs) Then she's like, come on now, let's go to bed. Bloody knackered I am. She clearly doesn't talk like that. No, she does. She'd be like, hello, oh, we, I'm just waiting for you to go to bed. But when you go to bed, that's fine. I'll, I'll just wait here. But, you know, it'd be great if you could you know, finish up soon, please. Nah, she's like, come on, we're going to bed now. Night, night. Actually, she'd have a Greek accent. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. You will hear from us next time. Thanks a lot. Have a lovely week, everybody.